There we go. Hello, welcome to Sonic Talk episode 560. And after three and a half hours of streaming from our live event on uh, on Saturday, I hope you all saw that, um, I then mess up the beginning of this uh, hour-long stream. But there we go. I, uh, thanks for sticking in there. Uh, Sonic Talk is a podcast to do with music technology, software, controllers, synthesizers, drum machines, studio work, uh, live production, all of those things, kind of things. I mean, lots and lots of different uh, aspects to making music with electronic devices or not, or acoustic instruments or however you want it to be. Uh, and uh, this is our weekly show. If you've not seen it before, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you'll be able to uh, get notifications when we go live uh, every Wednesday around about 4pm UK time. And uh, this show is uh, supported by Isotope and also uh, Synchro Arts. In fact, Isotope will be uh, providing a prize, which is Isotope RX7, fantastic audio restoration. And uh, Synchro Arts will be letting you know about some exclusive deals that they've got online. So please do uh, stay tuned for both of those messages. Uh, we will uh, now introduce our artists. Uh, we have, I'll start with you, Mr. Matthew Hodson, who I met in real life, IRL, which I'm using. It's apparently uh, what the kids say. Uh, and uh, who ca- you came down on Saturday, which was lovely to have you. How are you, Matt? Um, I'm good. Like I said, I've just been nursing a cold, so I'm sort of back in action for the first time. So I'm glad I've made this. Yes, great to meet you as well on Saturday as well, Nick. And well, I was mentioning this before we went on air, but well done to you and the crew for putting on such a great event. And it was great to meet you. Um, Everyone also behind Sonic State as well, who you don't see necessarily here. You usually see Nick a lot, but um, also to meet Gaz and Ty and meet all the bands and also everyone who hangs out in the um, chat rooms and things like that. Um, Quite a few of you got talking to. So um, yeah, it was great event. Well done, Nick. And well, sure I wish I could take nice, all, Sunday. I wish I could take all the credit, but sadly I can't. Well, no, great. I mean, it's great that I can't. Andy did a lot of work behind the scenes. It's sort of me and him put the thing together, and also Chris and the people at DBS Music. You know, fantastic. They they provided crew, and they were really helpful. Without them, it would have been yeah. almost impossible to do, just because yeah. extra hands and bodies and stuff. But yeah, great fun. And the, uh, for those of you perhaps wondering where it's all gone, uh, we are now sort of going through because there were talks in the afternoon. We got a talk from. Dave Dave Spears with his OB8 voice. We had Ty Owen with his uh, orchestral setup, which is well worth watching. We'll get that online as soon as we can as well. Uh, also, Adrian Utley and Will Gregory. A- uh, Will brought an MS20. Adrian brought his Mini Moog. And then we obviously had the bands, Battery Operated Orchestra and... Um, Chris Calcutt, who was really good, actually. So uh, it's yeah. all going to be coming back online. We're just going to sweeten up because the thing about when you're doing it live, you don't always get everything quite right. And we can go back and finesse it a bit and get it sounding just so and all of those things. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's enough of that. Let's say uh, hello also to Mr. Yoad Navo, who we haven't seen for ages. Yoad, uh, uh, as yeah, of course, no. Waves developer. We'll be talking a bit, a little bit about later. Also uh, producer, songwriter, mix engineer, um, currently flat, backed by what looks like a wall of platinum and gold discs there. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm here in my um, <clears throat> ah. crib in Tel Aviv. Ah, okay. My, my uh, monthly visit here. And this time I got uh, caught by the weather a little bit. So, um, but I'll try to make it... Uh, Cool. It sounds like you got a bit of a cold there. I think we're we're just having mm-hmm. a little bit networky kind of uh, stops and starts there, but I'm sure it will even out. So, okay. Well, um, this week uh, we have, there is some news. I mean, it's very easy. We could just sit here and I could sit here and talk about our event for the entire time, but it wouldn't be all that interesting if you'd already watched it. So uh, let's let's get on with some stuff. In fact, the first thing we're going to get on with is uh, the news of the new waves flow motion DX or FM synth. Um, so let's play the little uh, the, the video for that. Hear me, no one sees me, no one. Hear me, no one sees me, no one. I'm off the radio. So this is a new uh, FM hybrid FM synth with FM and subtractive synthesis. Loads of uh, four LFOs, 16 steps, snap, snapshot sequencer, built in note arpeggiator, quality effect, studio quality effects, NKS ready. Nice clean interface. Now, I recognise this artist. I'm pretty sure I saw her at WOMAD, but I can't remember the life of me, what her name is. I know she's from Israel, I believe, but I'm sure Yoad will be able to uh, fill me in. 
right. Yeah, so flow motion. Now, I'm going to come to you first, uh, Yoad, because I'm suspecting that this is that thing that you keep saying you've been working on all the time you've been on the show you can't talk about. This is it, right? This is it, yeah. This has ah. been uh, in the making for the past three and a half years or so, depending on who you ask. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we've been working really, really hard on that. And... It's it's really exciting that it's finally got released, and uh, uh, we we're really happy with you know how it came out. So um, tell me uh, just quickly who who was the artist? I couldn't find it in the notes, and I, but and I did see her at WOMAD, and I thought, well, oh, it was really good. You know what? I should I should really know, and I can't remember. I do know, but I can't remember her name for the life of me right now. <laughs> Someone will tell us. Hey, yeah. chat room. Anybody can anybody can tell us. Um, so tell tell us a bit about the uh, the flow motion. Then what's what was it that kind of got you? Because so, your opinion is obviously uh, a caveat. You're involved in it. So, but uh, tell me what yeah, got you yeah. started on it. Um, basically, we wanted to. You know, the the FM synthesis has been always kind of a, a bit of a mystery. There are people who know how to operate the DX7 and people who don't. And I think the majority of people or producers these days, you know, uh, belong to the to the second um, half. So um, we wanted to basically bring it all in one screen so you can modulate. Basically, you have uh, four operators which you can modulate freely in each direction between each of them. So one can modulate your sine wave but you can also hear so you know uh, how dx7 uh, works with um, with set kind of um, topography and here it's just flexible so you can build your algorithms um, on the screen and um, and it, it it makes it very accessible and very flexible because for instance you can modulate one operator with the other operator at the same time you can operate the second operator by the so you can get like oh feedback you know, feedback in, very interesting feedback feedback yeah obviously each one of the operators has its own feedback built in so that's another kind of uh, modulation um source and but i think that the highlight of uh and it's for at the same time, it's four oscillators, four really good oscillators, if I may say so myself. And, and it's basically a subtractive um, synth, which is like like a kind of big Moog, if you if you want a mini Moog, if you want to look at it that way. So it has all the elements of, uh, of a subtractive synth with four oscillators. I've um, got a screenshot here, which I'll throw up while you're talking, because that's... Right, there we go. Right, so that gives you access. Okay, interesting. And you also sent me a uh, a, a, a snapshot sequencer, which is also kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Do you mind if I play a bit of that yeah, video? So, that... Um, maybe let me let me just say a couple of words about it. Basically, what it is is uh, sixteen presets of the whole synth. So sixteen presets, as if they show on your hard drive or whatever, uh, and you can just um, sequence between them freely. So you can load, you have 16 slots to each one, you load the preset uh, or you copy a preset current uh, buffer. And then uh, it just runs through the sequences uh, smoothly and it can do it at audio rates as well. So um, in this, in this uh, little demo I did this morning, uh, it's basically a sawtooth um, <clears throat> just playing 16th uh, notes. And then I record my actions into the snapshot sequencer so if you if you can show it now yeah um, so everything i do gets recorded and then it will play after wow whatever in real time that's right 
Yeah, that's, pr- that's the thing that I kind of thought, oh, that's actually really interesting. Yeah. So that, I mean, it, it's it's almost like kind of, it's got that um, per step electron kind of vibe to it, hasn't it? It's got that, um, what do you call it? Um, it's, uh, it feels a bit like lock. that, yeah, parameter Locks. locking almost. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, basically you can, I mean, you can do a lot more crazier stuff with it because you can load different presets. This is the same sawtooth running on the on the on each six, uh, each one of the sixteen presets, uh, which I basically modulated or changed in real time, and it's it, it got stored. So whenever the sequencer runs on the slots or on the steps, it records anything you do on the screen. How many, and, how many and, channels of that are there? Sixteen. So six, 16 no, slots? It, no, no, no. No, it's 16 slots, but there are no limit to the channels. Every parameter on the synth is At the sold. same time. <laughs> wow. At the same okay. time. So, uh, so basically, <clears throat> and then uh, you, you, you basically go between the different presets. Now, if you change it in real time, you have a, a record mode. So everything you do on the screen will get recorded as soon as you're on that um step if you know what i mean so if you make a continuous move on the filter say it will program the 16 presets that's it that's been playing nice. to that cutoff range or whatever par- parameter you you move on the screen and um but that that's one way of working with it the other way is to just load load uh, presets from your menu and populate each one of the steps with, ah, a, with a different preset different preset and then you can do so you can say i want to play preset one uh two twice and then go to preset seven and then go to preset four for four times you know so you can build a a, a sequence sequence out of the different presets the there are two things that aren't included in that process which are the arpeggio and and note sequ- sequencer right which are so you can still play your arpeggio or note sequencer while the, the presets are changing. The other thing is the detune and the you know um, monopoly mode, which is kind of global. The unison and the amount of detune and, and spread on the on the unison are fixed because they're kind of part of the of the you know the the, the sonics of the whole set, right. and also they. Uh, but the rest of it is is fully, um, yeah, fully automatable. In That's an interesting like idea, to, isn't it? That is an that interesting one. idea. Yeah. I have to check it out. I mean, one of the things that does come across. I mean, you know, don't make it too much of an advert for your product, even though your your input's always appreciated. It, it uh, it's actually on offer, isn't it? It's like thirty nine quid at the moment, or thir- sorry, thirty nine bucks. So it looks like a bit of a deal down from ninety nine. Yeah, that does. Um, I know, Matt, you know, you, you do a lot of FM with your actual, we've talked about FM uh, on your side of things. You know, you do you do that with your your system. But it's, this looks like it could be pretty cool for oh, uh, yeah. extending that range a little bit. Absolutely. And I, th- I think one of the things about FM synthesis is the learning curve on it. Um, when I first started using FM synths, I didn't really know what was going on. The, you was usually presented with a very complex GUI um, that was just hard to understand actually what was going on. You're just turning dials, basically. But on here, what I like about this is that that learning curve's kind of been broken down a little bit. You've got a very nice, simple user interface, four oscillators. But what's great about that is not only can you just see what's going on with the four oscillators, but how each one is modulating each one and what direction that's going in by the looks of it just from that that main interface so there's a lot of thought that's gone into about the usability and also the learning and understanding of using a synthesizer like this um so hats off to them for that Uh, i think it sounds great as well but this whole recording motion thing is just phenomenal you know it's just it's just amazing it's it's these kind of things that can really take your your music and your uh, level of integration with with your software or your hardware, these kind of things, and just really make them your own, you know. I think just the ability to kind of uh, automate and have all those things going on like that is just absolutely fantastic. It's, it's kind, of, kind of why I got into yeah, the module. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea, isn't it? 
particular what what uh, what formats is it available in? Let's have a look. You'll you'll be able to tell me while I look uh, it up. All the sure. all the usual suspects. Yeah. Either is it VST VST uh, is it VST three or is there VST two available as well? Uh, VST three. Uh, okay, I was just going to say it would, uh, we've got another topic there where it would be very interesting to load that in, but I think that only works with uh, VST2. But okay, cool. Um, yeah, and you can get that now. Um, it, it was launched. Uh, when does the sale? When does the sale end? Do you know, Yoad? Um No, I don't. It's a Cyber Monday deal, so uh, it's Tuesday today, and it's still saying <laughs> it's on. So I'm guessing. <laughs> Some indeterminate amount of time, but I might yeah, have to I check think that. Cyber Monday just runs for until they say, "Yeah, that's about yeah, it." Forever, yeah. It, yeah, I think that's how it works now. <laughs> I Seems think I'm to gonna. I think I might grab this one. You did ask um, what we, people have been buying for Black Friday and stuff like that, and this one I slipped through the net for me. I, I went and bought. Um, I got XL by Output. That's a, <laughs> you know, that synthesizer it does a lot of vocal pads and that mm. kind of thing. Yeah. That was 25% off, I think. So I went for that. I've been keeping my eye on that for a long time. But this for 35 quid, and it's, you know, it's waves quality, and I can understand it, is <laughs> it's definitely a winner for me. Um, I like the look of this. So, yeah, well, that was actually, I noticed that was this is the first thing I went to. But in fact, um, I did wonder, you know, the black, but every year it seems to kind of ramp up more slowly and ramp away, you know, the sales. I don't know that I, we yeah. did run a little bit of a live blog, which I was, I'm normally a lot more on, but obviously with our event running exactly over the weekend, it was really hard to stay on top of any deals. And I didn't get a chance really to sort of think, mm, yeah, I might get one of those. I don't know if uh, anybody did uh, do any do any black black friday spies uh, yeah and i'm guessing with the launch of this you were probably a little busy and preoccupied yourself to to click that mouse right? um i'm <laughs> um yeah kind of although you know whenever whenever i go to waves um one of our product managers uh, or um who i say is always costing me money because whenever we sit down together we always uh, talk about new plugins and stuff like that and i always end up buying something as we as we speak Ah. Um, but this time, this time, uh, my you know my my visit uh, fell on um, Black Friday and uh, and Cyber Monday. Um, but I just got the Sound Toys um, bundle. Uh, oh yeah, Sound yeah. Toys Five, I think, which it's is great. really nice. And I never had it, and it's it's just good. Uh, it's it's a good, really good preset machine. You know, when you when you listen to each of the plugins together. They're, they're fine i mean they're, yeah. they're 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 great but you know for me like in a in a delay i i really like uh replica by by native instrument because it mm. it brings something different to the to the table um but with the sound toy stuff when you combine and when you have when you just go through the presets of the multi um i don't remember what they call it the multi-rec or the yes effect, i think that's uh, what it's called yeah big big effect track um yeah. you have some really nice presets and and it's something that you can throw on a vocal or on a guitar or something like that it's it's funny because i think it kind of coincides with with the the fact that i consciously trying to minimize the amount of auxiliary usage in my mixes so right. basically yeah using auxiliary sends uh, stems from from the lack of processing power whether it be analog or whatever you know sometimes you you would um share a reverb between different tracks and things like that like that but i i find these days i rather just you know kind of finish the track there and then and i know that it's ready and then the other benefit of it is that you you are then able to export stems very quickly. I what by I putting the plugin the mix, on the just... actual track itself? You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because That's there's always mean. the problem when you when you uh, deliver stems, uh, what happens with the, all the auxiliary buses? And then right. so I try to use different ones for vocals and different ones for guitars, different effect returns yeah, and things that like that. That makes sense. But, yeah. But then if the label wants to for some reason or you know for the live show or something you want to take the guitars out or something but then you end up with some leftovers on the on the reverb track or delays tracks and and when you when you put everything um on the inserts then you eliminate that problem so um so i think that 
you know mm. maybe it's it's kind of a, a good reason for me to buy a, a package like that which which allows me to just throw in a plugin which does a lot of things and you can just go through presets quickly and and tweak them and you're done yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean i do i haven't done stems like that for a long time but yeah that was always a drag because you'd run by and you go oh no there's the whatever that i forgot i thought i'd muted i know matthew um did you i know you bought a few things didn't you yeah yeah so uh as i mentioned the uh exhale by output yeah just a really great contact player thing um mm. does vocal loops i got it as well melody you got that yeah it's great yeah. to throw in there when you've got deep bass lines going on and then you suddenly have this kind of very night sort of ambient vocals yeah. yeah really ethereal very nice yeah, and very it, playable again it's one of those kind of um um nice and ready um things you know it's yeah, like, yeah it's like that, that output, voices output. or or that L- yeah yeah output does uh, that stuff you have a, definitely yeah they have a really I've, nice uh, soundscape to all their products actually I'm feeling a bit left out. I didn't really do anything, so uh, I kind of. You know, uh, I need to. I, I need to find. Yeah, but you. But you get new gear. You get new gear all the time. <laughs> oh, well, I have got. Yeah, what's what I've got here for review? The next thing that's in in the channel, as it were, for me to look at is this, uh, the Airbus right. Three, which I have to say, on initial wow. inspection, uh, has that Airbus thing going on, uh, and some. So that's going to be awesome. a lot of fun to look at. Uh, obviously, we just did the the uh, D, uh, the uh, Roland AX Edge. Uh, I can't. I have to be careful what I because I can't remember whether any of the stuff that we've filmed is is has got a deadline or anything. So I, I should I probably came, shut up about that. I came away with this from Bristol. Oh, um, did you? I popped popped into their modular shop. Uh, Elevator sounds, I think it was great. Yep great bunch in there and he was playing around with this and he was running the he, he was running the um the drum brute through it and this is just cracking it's uh it's by o- oto otto, otto Biscuit. yeah 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 uh, chris calcutt used it on his set he did he had it in the car and it, i was asking about it and the guy just happened to be playing with this in the shop and it's uh stereo in and out uh you've got a side chain as well because it does compression it's got three different types of distortion two different filters it does gating and what was really nice about this was he was running things like kick drums through it and you wasn't losing that low end in fact it was just adding more punch more character the way it played around with the transients on the compression was really good you've got presets on it as well um and the sidechain input and i was just sonically blown away by it yeah i've been looking for something like this for a while it's supposed to be. A kit, it's got a similar vibe to the uh, electron heat, but more extreme. Yes. I think. Yeah, that's what I've been told. Yeah, about. Um, can, absolutely. Yeah. Can you so, fit it in a in a Eurorack? <laughs> um, no. Ah, <laughs> it's a bit, shame. bit too big. But to be honest, all of my effects are guitar pedals. I mean, I've got the Strymon and Eventide stuff here. And when I go out and play live, the idea is I close one of these cases and I stuff the guitar pedals in my bag. And that's that's me for that's playing live, basically. Cool. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a shame. I wonder, maybe he's thinking about getting into the modular world, the, the guy who, who makes these. I think they're made on pretty small runs, though. Um but who knows? Yeah, I know. I know. Robbie's really keen on the auto stuff. He's auto biscuit and stuff. Uh, but speaking of sales, this is a great segue. What do you think about this? We can uh, we can run this uh, little ad for uh, Synchro Arts. Uh, basically, they've got a deal on until December sixteenth, where you can save thirty uh, percent off Revoice Pro Four, thirty seven point five percent off Vocaline Pro Four, and. Uh, 30% off the Vocaline Project 3, which are great plugins for aligning stuff up uh, and kind of creating thickness and duality for uh, vocals. A vocal align, obviously, not only is it good for sp- sung stuff, but you could use it for aligning vo- uh, like overdubs. So if you're reduce, uh, doing ADR, that side of things. It's 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 a very impressive piece of software. We did a review of it a while back. So if you want to check that out, uh, you want to head over to synchroarts.com and uh, the deal runs, like I say, till December 16th. So don't forget. Um, okay, right. Um, let's have a look. Oh, this, yeah. These come up every once in a while, don't they? Sort of pad, sample pad sets. I think the last one that was really vibey was the Roland SPDX. This is the new Alesis 
sample pad, Strike, which is getting a multi-pad sample player, and also recorder. It's got an audio recorder. It's got what looks like, because Alesis and uh, Akmai are the same kind of host company, it looks like they've maybe grabbed a bit of MPC love from, the, uh, from making this. So this has nine velocity sensitive pads, 32 gigs of internal storage, a color display, built-in loop recorder, two-channel audio interface, onboard effects processor, uh, main and aux output, so you can use it. It's got uh, trigger inputs as well, so you could have uh, foot switches, hi-hats, uh, bass drum pedals, that kind of stuff. And, and these come up once in a while, and you there's always you always get this when a band for the first time or perhaps the first time they want to start incorporating electronic beats or electronic mm. percussion into their rigs. You, you know, you go for whatever the current version of this is, and it looks like Elisa's have hit it out of the park with this because it's got yeah, quite yeah. a lot of uh, real time stuff, and the fact that you can sample directly into it and loop directly into it and, and store and record uh, via external USB storage looks like a pretty cool thing. I mean, this is the sort of thing I don't know whether you ever get asked, but quite often we get asked, you know, can what I've got to go live? You know, you have to sort of say, well, try this, try that. You know, I remember going back to the uh, SPD8, which was just the trigger and an S1000. You know, that's that's how long ago. So this looks pretty cool. I don't know. Maybe it is. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was just I I was reviewing six, the specs again. I think it's about 700 um, bucks, so it's going to be about probably six or seven quid. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, the, this is one of the things that I point people to. One of the many hats that I wear is I get bands and artists <clears> coming to me and saying, Matt, we've, we've, we've made this amazing electronic album. We now need to go and tour it and play it live. How do we deconstruct this and, and go out and play this? Usually I point them to things like Ableton and SPD pads and things like this. But this um, this almost negates the need for a, a laptop. Once you've got things loaded into this, which you can just do via USB, a USB key, load your you samples can, into You can it, play stems, you. yeah. You can trigger stems. You're just ready to go. You've got your stems. Um, you've got your looping. You've got effects in there. Did you, did you also know the lights on the pad? So on each pad, you've got the, a, a light strip, uh, which you can change the color. But it actually also will play along like like you get your clip in Ableton. Mm, so when it gets to cool. the end of the loop, it yeah. goes back to the beginning. So you can visually so you see where, where you are, are with each ah, okay. so, on the pad. Oh, that's neat. No, I didn't. That's a neat that's one. That's a really good just idea. Just little things like that. Yeah is just i think just makes performance things uh it just allows you to relate to things a lot more you know you're hitting stuff away and you're like oh where are we are we on the first bar the second bar whatever visually see these things or you can change them actually to have them as uh visual led so if you've got a oh, drum that... loop playing you can actually mm -hmm. see the transients kind of oh really oh neat yeah. i didn't set that you've obviously done a lot more research than i have so well good on you Matt. <laughs> that, that but that sort of thing like i say is really really useful because there's nothing worse and also that there, uh, there was a mode on the pads where you can hit start a loop or stop it so it's got a yeah. sort of on off so that's going to be really helpful yeah. because there's that awful moment where you know you go oops and you know you've got eight bars and it's out of time or maybe you know maybe you haven't maybe you've got a bar and it's out of time so you can get it and hit it yeah. next time rather than have it looping around so that could be pretty useful um, yeah really cool so you've got top like toggle on and off um looping I mean, it's a big step up. Alasis uh, do all sorts of drum pads, don't they? They've, we use one for, we use the little sample pad for when we play live. Um, this is such a big step up from it. And I know a lot of percussionists and music producers out there, a lot of them are on my course, actually, this is definitely going to be very attractive to them. It's a higher price, but like I say, it negates the need for taking out that powerful laptop on the road. Yeah. Um, once you've got yeah, and it loaded. A, and it's a sound card as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. It's the same card as well. That could be pretty yeah. handy. And one thing I did notice is um, you you can also program the pads to be specific shortcuts, not just sample triggers. They can do stuff like uh, um, uh, initiate a loop recording or reset or tap yeah. tempo, that kind of stuff, which I guess you could use for uh, tap delay time and stuff. This looks good. I mean, there mm -hmm. is usually only, you know, like you say, I'm trying to think what it is. It's usually the Roland stuff, isn't it? Or sometimes you see the Yamaha pads, but these these yeah. th things, lots of people use this stuff. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Alice's have always been good with uh, with their drum sounds, you know, from the days of the D4, which was a really, really cool um, piece of gear because, yeah. uh, you know, it, it allows you to have eight triggers 
uh, and he translated them pretty well to to MIDI, pretty quick, and the sounds were were good as well. So I'm I'm quite curious to 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 hear the actual sounds, but it looks it looks like like it's built with the kind of push to um, you know um, sort of uh, school. Yeah, um, which is nice. It's quite modern. It looks solid, um, and I would really like to try it. Definitely. I think the thing that'd be interesting also is to see you know what the MIDI capabilities are with it because I mean obviously with all those external triggers, if you could you can have foot switches and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you uh, can have I... you can have three dual uh, triggers, which is really great because you can have hi hat and and two snares or or ride and snare and and hat, and I'm actually debating whether i still want to keep my um you know my my full kit my uh, uh or, or whether to go for something like that and i was looking at some drum heads uh but this seems like a really good um really good way to go because you can keep your your symbols and hi-hat and just use that for kick snare and toms or something like that and you can you and you can have a bass a bass drum pedal yeah, um, going into it, so it's well, a little compact electronic busking kit. The only the, the only problem is mm. you have with that is then you need to carry this massive, great drum monitor wedge along with you, so you can hear all your stuff the way you like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about studio studio yeah. work. You know, for for uh, sometimes I, when 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 I do writing sessions, uh, I don't necessarily use the the live drums, even though it's nice to just step into the live room and they're all mic'd up and connected, and to just go in and do a take and edit bits of it but um i think that this is pretty neat because you can have it just here and you can yeah. get a vibe that, a, on your on your drums that's an interesting point i mean because obviously having your own studio you would have a mic a, a marked kit set up but it must be quite difficult to well i mean not quite difficult but i mean if it's the same kit and the same mics and the point of having it set up is so that you don't have to set it up each time doesn't it end up sounding mm -hmm. largely the same each time unless you kind of retune the drums um, and move the mics or um yeah i mean it's quite useful because sometimes i just i would just go in and record i have a, a, a nice set of of hats and cymbals which i really like the sounds of the sound of anyway and if i was a proper drummer i used i would have those anyway and would have my sound you know what i mean so i'm kind of okay with that um but I, when i need different types of rooms i go to other studios and that's why i'm considering not having a drum kit altogether but having some, more something like that right uh, because it's i think it's quite i suppose difficult. you could always and, and, and the thing is then you have just here yeah i mean you could also always reamp it if you're going to a place and you've got a nice room you just send it out into the room and mic the room up i mean mm, we've talked about never, that before yeah, no, haven't we yeah but it never sounds you can no, never get it. It, it it almost make makes more sense to 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 and con and ir because then right by doing that with a sweep rather than uh transient stuff on the speakers which will distort and um and change the phase and and, and you know that right okay uh, it's much easier for a speaker to 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 play back a, a sine wave than a drum hit right so you hit. just get and a, then a if reflection you capture the room then you can use convolution convolution reverb uh, in a it never sounds right when you when you reamp drums because you can it, it sounds like always sounds like you ran it through a, a, a guitar cabinet guitar amp cabinet you know what i mean okay. it, it has this coloration especially on the transients which is uh, a dead giveaway hmm. okay no i never realized that that's an interesting point Okay, um, well, uh, I think this is available now. Uh, like we say, uh, Strike, Multipad, uh, with all of that stuff, 699. So it could be, you know, the next the next thing that you'll see on stage. I mean, I guess that it's going to be down, because at least this is sort of mid-price brand, isn't it? It's not like the high, high end uh, 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 that you get with some of the other things. But so it'll just, time will tell to see how it, how it stands up to that kind of abuse, because effectively you're going to be hitting it with sticks all the time. So... But yeah, it looks pretty good. Okay, um, let me see. Actually, what I'll do is I'll just do the um, the isotope competition. So before we do uh, that, let, well, actually, if we do the competition, uh, then we can just we'll start with this. So I'll just bring a message of isotope RX7. RX to be the industry standard and leader in audio repair for music and post production. 
And with RX-7, we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio. Take the game-changing Repair Assistant, an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX-7 is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud? Vocals not loud enough? Let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. You can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new variable time and variable pitch modules. Using the new dialog contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialog, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker. And introducing Dialog Dereverb, a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialog. RX-7, a new frontier in audio repair. And you can check that out over at isotope.com. Uh, and we have a competition for this week. Uh, we're looking for uh, the hashtag repair-edit. I was going to make it repair and edit, and then I d checked quickly whether or not the ampersand was an allowable hashtag character, and it's not. So therefore, it's repair-edit and the hashtag repair uh, rx7. So the hashtag repair-edit, the hashtag rx7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. on Twitter. So uh, at Isotope Inc., at Sonic State, Hashtag repair dash edit and the hashtag RX7. You'll be entered to win a copy of Isotope's RX7. In fact, we have a winner for last week, and that is, uh, let me see, this person called Nan State. Uh, Nan underscore State. Magic audio fixer is for me this week. RX7 from Isotope. And yes, so you did actually win. So congratulations. If you want to get in touch, you have won a copy of Isotope's RX7. And we'll get them on the case to send it over to you as soon as you let us know what your email and all of that business is. So that's awesome. Right, okay, let's get back onto this. This might tie in a, a, another uh, interesting topic. This is, again, VCV Rack, which is a perennial kind of, keeps coming back because they keep just improving it and they keep adding things. And they've just added something called VST Host. Uh, uh, VST plugins, so it's... It's really a fascinating concept, this. So you can now load a module which will load a VST host, and then you can also run up to 16 uh, MIDI controls in there from CVs or from other modules such as LFOs, which is what they're doing here. They're running, I think that looks like Altoria uh, SEM, VSEM. I'll turn that up a bit so you can hear. So this is all part of a VCV rack patch. VCV Host is what it's called, and it's the native one. It's a $30 upgrade. So, I mean, if you're not familiar with VCV Rack, it's free, ultimately. A lot of, you can get hundreds and hundreds of modules for it, which don't cost anything, but then some of them are premium and uploaded, uh, uh, which you pay for an upgrade. And this is one of the ones by the host company themselves. And they do this to help fund the continual development of this because it's an open source, or uh, I believe it's open source, uh, uh, community and it seems to be working real. I'm going to come to you first, Matt, because I know you're big into modular. I mean, do you guys use VCV racks? I can't remember whether we've talked about this before. Yeah, we do. We currently have VCV rack implemented, and we use it in the course when we're teaching at BIM. Um, mainly because it was, I think it was kind of one of the first ones to come out um, from that bunch. Although maybe SoftTube made it quicker, but um, VCV, you know, it's free for the majority of it. There's just so many modules you can just download and use it's it's a great gateway to to modular um but i do warn anyone using it you know it is a slippery slope because um <laughs> once you get into that world you got to be careful because you start getting into the hardware it's um these 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 are getting better and better you've got cherry audio with volt voltage modular just started playing around with that obviously vcv and you've got soft tube which are the main kind of um let's make it look like euro rack and a uh, news modular of course you've got reactor blocks as well which we use quite a lot as well which has got a, a whole different kind of um yeah i mean the, the vcv rack is a bit more you know you do need to be a bit more kind of uh of a tinkerer to get the most of it but the, the, this vc the yeah. host that's a really cool idea i mean it only works with yeah. uh vst2 plugins unfortunately so we can't we can't get yours in there yet yo ad but you never know yeah it's um 
I didn't I didn't think this was a big deal until I started reading into it. I just thought you just load it just meant you can load your VSTs into it. But the fact that you can then by the looks of it, it pretty much modulate any parameter within that VST you've loaded up. I was just like, oh, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that video and I saw what was going on and the possibilities just started firing off in your head about, hang on a minute, this is getting really, really serious now for for $30 upgrade. This looks great. I must admit, I'm waiting for them to do one thing, which is being able to send MIDI out of VCV rack so you can then use any kind of CV envelopes you're generating in VCV, send that into Logic or or Ableton. Ah, my okay, I didn't know they couldn't do that. Right. Yeah, that's not there to my understanding, and I believe it's in, it's due in the next big update because we're still on version 0.62. Yes, See, I, I think we so. haven't even made it to version 1 yet, so I think it's meant to be coming in version 1. But awesome. Oh, awesome work. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess, yeah. Johan, I know because you have a modular system in your, in your studio, and mm. You've told us several times in the past that, you know, it, it tends to not necessarily get used much because of the time it takes. I mean, I guess with something like this, you could set up a kind of really interesting path and have it recallable, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing to remember, though, is that since you're interfacing with the with the VST plugins, which are inside the host uh, via their automation points, because the... The host doesn't have the API from the different manufacturers. So it, the, the only way to interface with the different parameters are through the automation points. And if you then um, try to automate the cutoff at high rates and things like that, you, 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 you should expect some glitches because uh, right. the filters mm. and other parameters are not designed to, to, to work at, at high rates uh, through their automation interface. So this is one, uh, because it doesn't go straight to the process, it goes to the ALG and, you know, it's the, 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 the way it's, it's uh, constructed means that the, there are some limitations. Uh, but I'm sure that it can be, I mean, what I'm more interested in is the hybrid kind of way of doing things. For, for instance, um, if you um, create, uh, if you take a VCA, um, sorry, CV2 MIDI, and then you can control uh, parameters like the position of a wavetable in a in a in a digital synth, like right. the Waldorf, the Q, or the or the wave, um, what's it called, the the orange one. Uh, and, yes, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, so, you need so you that, need a like expert thing. sleepers interface or something like that. That's the thing that really brings something these, like that. These and then you alive. run it, and then yeah, because what I what I want to basically ultimately create is a is a complete hybrid modular system where I can use the oscillator from a, from the Minimoog, uh, send it through um, a, a, even a digital filter or something like that, which is controlled by CV from through MIDI. And, and things like that, and then run it back to... to so that's the kind of thing of tinkering on a daily basis with stuff on the screen. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and, and building modular or, or making modular patches is almost like cr- developing a product in a way. Yeah, you know I, I see mean? what you so, mean. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of is. I mean, that's the way. Certainly, a lot of the big, you know, the Davines and uh, uh, Colin Benders, people who kind of gig and turn up and i guess to a certain extent you matt you know when you when you're doing a, a planning for a performance you're essentially creating a kind of one-off workflow patch with with the accumulated knowledge and wisdom that you have from operating that system but it's very much a, of the moment isn't it whereas incorporating vcv yeah. right, you can actually bring some of that back to a degree i mean it's also fair to say that a soft tube do one and it is you know, it's, it's it is a slightly higher quality, and it's a paid for product. But you get, you know, the the the, the quality of the oscillators and the audio rate modulation is higher quality. Uh, but with VCV rate, there's probably more modules to get to. So if you're not looking for those specific things, even though they've got some great emulations, yeah. Just going back to this point about, you know, when you go out and play live, you're making a one-off performance, and and that's it. Um, and I've had people say to me before, you know, what if you write a track, Matt, and it goes out and it becomes successful or people go, oh, I really like that one. 
do that one live? You know, can you do that again with your modular? Well, I've, I'm going to be doing a bit of a rig run down with this on YouTube soon, where I'm going to talk about actually how I've spent the past year or so designing a modular that will work in a way so I can re replicate stuff, um, which there's, I won't go into it now because just so much to go through. But, um, yeah, I've figured out a way so I can go and reproduce stuff live. It might not be the same oscillators, but the same note, pitch, um, length, tempo, gate, all of that information is retained. If you've got that information, you can essentially then send it out to different oscillators. You'll get different timbres and, and, and slightly different timing and what have you. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a ton easier just using a laptop with VCB racking it, but it defeats the point for me of the of the, the moment. tangible yeah. moment and that kind of, but then the other end it you know i've done a lot of local gigs and yes i do sometimes really enjoy just pulling it apart putting in some uh, modules that i haven't really thought about using together and yes making a 30 to 45 minute one-off piece um it can still be recorded and multi-tracked and you can record it at the time and and release so if you've got if you've got thing. a computer there anyway, I suppose that's the you know. <laughs> I've been but there. Yeah. I've done that. The, the other thing is, is you know, I've performed with computers before on stage, and there's there's nothing like playing with your yeah. instrument. And I see a this as an thing. instrument as much as your guitar. And yeah. I can go off on a big big rant and tangent about this one, but um, I definitely come off stage feeling like I've given something to that audience and that they've connected with it by using hardware. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. I mean, the same. The, I feel the same way, and I think it's it. It's a school, isn't it? I don't know what sort of school. You know, that, I mean, doorless jamming and doorless kind of performance has become a bit of a thing, hasn't it? It's become a bit of a millennial curse to a degree, you know. But it yeah. actually is there for a reason. It's not. It's not just said. It's not people being trendy. It's there is actually you get a visceral pleasure out of it, which I'm sure you get if you're using computers as well. But there's. There's, there's just you know the the non repeatability. It depends what you're doing. You know, if you are Lady Gaga, you're not going to go and try and replicate your live setup with a modular system and tour that because <laughs> every night would be different, and that's not necessarily yeah. what the people who are buying the tickets want. Whereas if you're, you know, Colin Benders or or Matt or whatever, you do want something a bit different every time, so you know what you're getting. So there's there's it's tools yeah. for tools for the job that's and all that. It's like. It's like if you were a, a jazz musician, you would improvise and your, your set will be different every night. It's kind of similar to that in a, in a way. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That, that you, you, ha you create a moment uh, with your instrument, basically. For performance, but I, and I think you know, in the studio, something like VCV right, where you've got a really cool workflow that involves modular, even whether it's software or, or a combination of both, and you'd like to bring that back in the same way that you might have a particular effects chain or a channel strip. You know, it's the sort of particularly maybe if you're processing external sound, it makes sense to be able to recall it. And and this is just another step towards that kind of holy grail. And when they figure out maybe a way of creating the uh, control. In fact, there, there there was I saw something the other day. Some done uh, i can't remember what they were called they're little modules that you put in your eurorack module that are just midi controllers so you can create and you oh. work those with vcv rack so that you're actually that you can map right. them to other so they become controllers for that and and so it, it's dedicated i i really can't and it was i, I wish i could i'm sure someone I, i'll see if i can find it and stick it in the show notes right. but uh, but yeah i i forget whether it was a kickstarter thing or, or not but i remember it went past i mean unfortunately the last sort of week has been a bit of a blur i've not really been focused on my day job i've been focused on not messing up the live event so yeah it, it, in many ways it's uh, it's the antithesis of what we're talking about to a degree okay right but who the the real question is, who wants a synth wristwatch? Since ancient times, music has been part of the human life, being a method of self-expression and communication. How many times has it happened to you to have a melody inside your head without being able to get rid of it or to express it somehow? Our team has been seeking to develop a portable device that doesn't need heavy machinery or long cables, easy to wear, user-friendly and at the same time professional, ready to be used outdoor. Why not a wristwatch? That's how the Synthwatch idea was born, but not just an idea. And there it is. It's a really weird concept, 
this. I mean, it, it, there's obviously a lot of money behind this because this is an expensive video. And I think it's actually built with uh, a, a kind of proper uh, you know, wristwatch maker from Italy who thinks it's that guy. Uh, and, you know, it's a titanium Two years case. Of development can be transformed in reality just with your help. The Synthwatch is a portable synthesizer that allows you to express yourself in every moment of your life. Yeah, I mean, this is... It. And then when you see it and you think, actually, isn't that just like an Apple Watch? Couldn't you do that with an Apple Watch? Or... Or, or there are so look. It's a really interesting. I remember Matt. I sent this to you, and you just said, "Is this an April Fool's?" But obviously, it's not April. And it, <laughs> it, it's a bizarre. Yeah. It's 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 kind of. It feels like somebody who's obviously feels really passionate about it. this. Is the Audio World Synth Watch? It's a, the world's first wristwatch synthesizer, which I'm not entirely sure is true because I'm fairly sure Casio did a little. Uh, digital synth thing oh, or what yeah. a long time ago so i'm not sure that's entirely true they're not quite there yet they're uh they've got 34 days to go and they need 67 grand and they're at 484 quid which has actually gone up quite a bit since this afternoon so maybe it'll pick up as a sort of thing because i guess the thing about watches is there's a thing isn't there with posh watches that just you know there's a whole strata of people that will buy novelty and beautifully built things because that's just the way they roll as a synthesizer user, I'm not quite sure that this is going to deliver the uh, creative experience that perhaps it, it, it promises. But it's a weird idea. Isn't it a weird yeah. idea? It's, it's, it's an interesting one. And look, we need people like this in the world who are making these things and putting these ideas into reality. We do. So thank you for doing that. But uh, the, the whole kind of premise is what they're selling it on is You've got a melody in your head. You can't get rid of it. You want to express it somehow. You want to capture it, um, and then you can work on it later. I mean, it ha that happens to me quite a lot. But I'll, Use I'll sing it into my phone. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll just do that, um, and then I'll I'll work on it when I get home or whatever. I've got an Apple Watch. I wear it when I remember to to charge it up. Um, and to my knowledge, there isn't any apps that. That's your voice notes thing on it, isn't it? There there's voice, voice notes? notes yeah but there's not any sort of keyboard on it and i think the reason for that is just because it's so, it's so small i mean yeah i mean this is this is I, bigger I than an apple watch i i was playing yeah. i mean there is a video and it's it's not it's not it's, it's not really yeah, it's not it, quite it, grabbing me that. It's not sonically kind of quite grabbing. It, it feels a bit yeah. unkind to be so sort of dismissive of it, but I, was, I mean, it feels like yeah, maybe they've gone a bit early with that video and they could have got something a bit more uh, grabbing. Yeah, um, show us a video that shows more functionality, and and this might be over it. And I don't know if you know, there's a, there's an. It looks like there's an app that goes with this as well, which expands that functionality, which, <laughs> which is great. Means, but then why don't you use the app? Might, yeah. Just use the app, that's all. Um, yeah. Look, I hope this is going to be brilliant, and I hope it, it does get off the ground because there's a, there's a lot of things that if they get uh, 100,000 or 200,000 or a million, you can, there's a lot of different things that they're going to unlock, unlock as they go through this project as you back it. So I hope they reach that. I hope they get this, and I, I hope it's absolutely brilliant, but um, I just can't see me me gravitating to this. No, perhaps not. I don't know. I, 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 this feels does feel like a, a very much of a novelty. It's almost it is almost like a kind of jokey topic. But I mean, I was, there's money behind yeah, this. You I know, was, there is thinking, money. I was thinking when I saw this video, I was thinking, well, maybe I could take a keyboard um, app on the phone and Bluetooth it to the watch, so I can play the keyboard on the phone because there's more real estate. And then I thought, well, actually. I can use the keyboard and GarageBand or something like that, and then that's it, you know. Uh, so for me, like wearing an extra thing, I yeah, it's hard to know. it's I, hard and, to imagine. And also, I have I have to say, I mean, I, yeah, like Matt said, it's it's a nice kind of gesture of or um, whatever, but but I would expect to see something like that much more slick and even if, if from a designer's perspective you know something yeah. like really more that the interface is uh i don't know it what looks like it's made of lego keyboard, a little bit but, doesn't it even though yeah, the case yeah. is titanium uh it's, it's really interesting yeah. i mean that a couple of people have gone for it it's like it's 450 odd euros it's not a cheap thing yeah. and 
Uh, so they need even at four. I mean, they're not offering that many, but they, they need to. They need to basically sell about 150 to get to their 67 grand. So it's not a massive number, but even that mm. I think might be a bit of a stretch, which is a sad thing because the guy seems really genuine and really passionate about it, and obviously yeah. has pulled the team together to make you know an expensive video and got all of this stuff together. It's a well launched Kickstarter. It's just maybe an a weird uh, it's just a bit of a niche product that maybe is gonna you know not match his expectation which is a sad thing i think but yeah they could they could have maybe looked at developing an app that's that lives on the apple watch for example and an android that could be used in the same way so there's that that they could have maybe looked at instead of using a traditional keyboard layout remove that functionality and, and replaced it with something that was allowed you allowed you to could kind of tap and Put it within a certain key that you want it to stay within, and that kind of thing more as like well. A kind of push mapping. Yeah, like push. You know, or do you remember the the reason? Do you remember the propeller hat app that came out um, not so long ago on iOS, and and it, you just kind of had circles, and you just tapped on it, and it in key, and it was just a very quick way to just jam out ideas, very intuitive mm-hmm. and very in keeping with with the size of the device that you was using like a phone or or a tablet and i thought they've nailed it there that's 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 the way to do it um and i'm just thought that they could maybe have looked at that as an interface here Mm -hmm. again i just i'm desperately trying to find this uh thing sorry you 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 here we go now oh you found it that was it core wristwatch with mini keys i don't know if this is a mock-up or whether Korg watches on ebay i'm going to look at this is this true? Korg watch. They uh, look like super tiny keys or what? Best match. Oh, wow. Not newly listed. Uh, advanced. Oh, I can't remember the thing. I'm sure I'd see one, but I don't know whether it's a real thing. You kind of want like the glove. Do you remember what Nintendo did? The whole glove with the gamepad on it and all that kind of thing. That's That always looked really cool to me. That's that's what I could imagine you'd really want for something like this. If you're really serious yeah, on the fly... Exactly. You need you need more real estate. You need more yeah. more uh, a bigger kind of play area, basically, in order to to be able to to perform in any way. Even to, you know, imagine how long it will take you on that thing to to put you, the note <laughs> yeah. of your idea in. You know, <laughs> or you could just sing, yeah, singing it in, and then have something that can convert your mumblings into uh, like pitch to MIDI. Mid, yeah, that'd that, be excellent. Yeah. With a little synth because in it. I mean, you, could, you could interface that then with Logic or, or whatever and use that as an actual MIDI controller by sort of singing into your watch and it converting it to MIDI in real time. That'd be ace. I'm desperate. I'm really, I'm sure, I'm sure that was a thing. I'm just, what does it Which say? Which one are here? you looking for? The the Korg, there's no, yeah, well, that's somebody just something. I'm sure I've, maybe that's the thing that I'm looking at, and that's what I was thinking there was. Maybe there has not been another synth. I'm fairly sure that VL Tone, there was a VL Tone watch or something like that. I'm just, I'm just kind of, yeah, anyway, maybe not. Um, it was played with a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> rings a bell. So it was like a mini stylophone type watch. I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, okay. I'm probably looking for something that doesn't exist. Um, anyway, I thought it was a bit of fun to end on. And I do wish them well. I mean, we're not trying to yeah. ridicule them, but it may be that they need to rethink some of the aspects of it to, to kind of get more people on board, you know, because it's, like I said, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. Right. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, that was great fun. Thanks for joining us. And uh, thank you for joining us as well, Yoad. I know you've been feeling a bit under the weather and you've had your product launch and everything. And I hope it goes well. And congratulations and all of those thank good you. things. Um, so uh, thank you for joining us Uh, we'll see you again sometime soon I very much hope so Uh, and also Matt thanks for joining us and lovely to meet you in real life where I discovered that you were actually much taller than I suspected I had a mental image (laughs) in my mind that we were of a similar height but you're a very tall chap so yeah sorry about that that's Um, all right. I could you know I can live with that disappointment (laughs) (laughs) no great to meet you too and well done again and i hope you can have a much more relaxed weekend this weekend i believe so although uh we've just acquired a garage so i suspect i'm going to be spending the weekend filling it with all the crap from my house which means we can have more crap in the house because it'll all have gone so it'll just be and then from the garage it will go somewhere maybe to a shed i'll probably empty the shed into the garage and empty that yeah and then it'll be I can hear a show title in there somewhere. 
garage yeah. shed empty the shed garage yeah i'm not quite sure well the car, yeah there was uh, there's house music there's garage music there's uh carport yeah. music we have i'm not sure if we've had shed yet have we there must be shed music Anyway, uh, don't forget, actually, I should rem- uh, remember to mention, uh, don't forget, if you want to win a copy of Isotopes RX-7, we're looking for the hashtag repair-edit and the hashtag RX-7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. Uh, and also, don't forget, uh, synchroarts.com for your... Uh, I've got to try and find it now. Let me see. Synchroarts, yeah, synchroarts.com. Lots of deals available on uh, Synchroarts. Big savings. So if you're interested in any of those products, head on over and tell them we sent you if there's any chance that they could do that um, because it makes us look good. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.